Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. It's Monday, April 3rd, 2023. My name is Larry Jacobs, and this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. And thank you so much for being with us today. We are nice to have you here on this bright, sunny, hopefully it'll stay that way, day here in Maine. And we're going to fly over to Ohio today. We're going to talk to Jim Sturdivant in today's show. Jim is a lecturer in graduate studies in the education department at Muskegon University in Ohio. But before that, for 34 years, he was a social studies teacher, okay, in, I assume, in Ohio. All right. And he works with my good friend, Mark Barnes. Mark is the owner and publisher of, uh, of uh, Times 10 Publishing, and they publish the Hacking Education series. And Jim has written a couple of books about hacking student engagement. And we're going to talk to him about that today. So uh, it'll be a great show, and I'm looking forward to bringing Jim on in just a second. We're going to archive the show, as we always do, over at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. And that, of course, is the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And if you go over there today, uh, we're probably going to get up today or tomorrow, the uh, new issue of Equity and Access Online Journal will be up there probably tomorrow I'm betting on April 4th, but it might get up there today if we sneak it in there and get a little bit done. We got some last minute changes to make to the issue. So it will be, it will be up there and it's going to be a darn good issue. We've got a big story on book banning, et cetera, et cetera, because we are all about equity and access to learning. Okay. And enough of this crap that's going on in schools these days, the way uh, the, it's getting mixed up with politics and so that has to stop. Then we're just time to take a stand on that. So if you're interested in that, go over and read it. If you're interested in equity, go over and read it. Go see the podcast link. You can list any and all podcasts as you wish. Uh, our links to uh, SEL Today and also teacher-retention.com are there. So please check out all we do. It's all free over at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, the one and only Jim Sturdivant. Hi, Jim. It's Larry here. Hi, Larry. Can you hear me okay? I can indeed, my friend. Where are you today? I live in suburban Columbus, Ohio. Oh, nice. And I heard you talking about the sun being out. Uh, yeah. We have some clouds, but it's kind of warm yeah. today, which is nice. It is So nice. we're getting that time of year, my man. Those, you're still a little bit Midwesty from here. We live in Maine. And uh, so I hope you're not getting those strings of storms that are going through. It's been a rough weekend for the Midwest. No, but I'll tell you what, man, you sound smarter than me. Your accent is, <laughs> is very appealing. <laughs> Thank you. You're, People you're in the Midwest okay don't sound too. very smart. Do I sound like I have an accent to you? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Because I and was in, I, where you? I, I was in Rhode where? Island one time, and I was being served <laughs> by a person. I asked her that question, and she said, you sound like you're from the South. And I'm like, Really? You sound a, a little, a little bit. I do detect a, a, a hint of a, a little southern lilt. I do like that. But my favorite story about Providence, I asked for a, a cop for directions down there, and he told yeah. me to go to Clock Street, Clock Street. <laughs> and I literally drove all over town this day before days before GPS looking for Clock Street. What he actually had said was Clark Street, C L A R K. It was great. I freaking love it. Go to Clock Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Welcome yeah. To you got that. That's beautiful, man. Hey, listen, my uh, daughter's name Newport. is Maria. Coming to Rhode Island. Yeah, I was in Newport. Yeah. Listen, I had to figure this out because I had to figure out what the what the deal with 
with R's up in New England. So my daughter's name is Maria Sturdivant. And the way they pronounced it was Maria Stadivant. So what I figured out was, yeah, yeah. What I figured out was if if the R is followed by a vowel, they say it. If it's followed by a consonant, they don't. Wow, I never thought of that. Park. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was my that now was the, my on the cuff theory. On that. Now the, yeah, you got me thinking on that. Wow. So, you know, I mean, believe me, this is completely anecdotal. This is me just coming up with a solution because I'm curious. It's not bad. But, I like it. It's not bad. But, but, I'm but, I, but I listened then for the rest of the trip, and I found that to be pretty consistent. Well, I, I think you might be going to something here. Okay, it's, it's really pretty <laughs> interesting. I'm going I'm to listen for that because I never put that hey, listen. two and two together. Listen, Maria Stadovant. 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 So they, 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 they did not pronounce the R in Sterling because it was followed by a T. Right. I, I, I like your theory, Jim. You're thinking good here. I like this. This is really good. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, tell if me, you get nothing else out of this program, you have a theory that you can work on. I love this. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you are, I don't know anything. You're, you're an education lecturer in graduate studies. Okay. By the way, I'm an old That's social right. studies teacher, too. Emphasis on both old and social studies. Okay, so we have that in common. Yeah, but you're a graduate graduate lecturer at Muskingum. Help me on that. Muskingum? Help me on that. Yeah, everybody thinks it's like Muskegon from Michigan, but it's Muskingum University. And and Ohio has always been famous for having small liberal arts colleges, and Muskingum is part of that family, and it's a really cool thing. In Columbus? Is it in Columbus? It's in eastern Ohio. Like where I live in Columbus – Columbus is a great place to live if you like cloudy skies and no terrain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's this unbelievably, it's this unbelievably prosperous place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I mean, like I'm, I'm dissing it, but it's really a, it's really a fast-growing area. Uh, Muskingum it's a big is, city. it is man, yeah. and Muskingum is about an hour uh, east of here, and I go down there one day a week, and then the rest I do virtually. And it's interesting, Larry. I, I taught high school for 34 years. My uh, district did a buyout, and you know I was thinking about retiring anyway. And they're going to retire. They're going to pay me to do it. And yeah, so it was really, it. Yeah. It, I mean, it was really appealing. But I didn't know what I would do with myself because I'm a pretty energetic guy. So I had a friend who was the department chair at Muskingum and called her and said, "Do you have any ideas for me?" She was Jim. Come here. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Great. Teach adjunct classes, and I thought I'd do it maybe for a year or two, but it's it's so much fun. How long now? Oh well, it's four years. I, I retired in 2019, so like you what, know, what you I just turned 62. Teaching? Man, I feel like a young man. You sound it. And what what are you teaching? I've taught so many things; it's beyond belief. I, I'm I've taught education technology. I've taught hmm. curriculum design, intro to education, and this. Uh, this semester, I'm also teaching assessment, which I just love teaching assessment. Cool. I'm teaching assessment and curriculum design, which are two of the most boring-sounding classes you could possibly concoct. <laughs> not curriculum design. Assessment, yeah, but not curriculum design. That doesn't sound that boring. So, so like, you know, cool. I, 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 I take, like, a lot of uh, – I take it as a challenge to make them engaging. And, and, and so far, well, that, I hate to be self-promotional, but I've succeeded. 
Well, that's good. That's good. And please, uh, you, please use it. That's all the time you want on this show to be self-promotional. I don't mind it a bit. Okay, we need and we need more teachers like that. Okay, to be self-promotional. I think that's really important. I want to ask you this: since you're since you're teaching, you're in graduate studies at, at Muskingum, so you're teaching right. teachers. Okay, and, and give me this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That that oh. that title is a little misleading. Okay, I teach undergrads. I teach oh, undergrads okay. and graduates. I teach both. Okay. Okay. So uh, it, it, my question will stand for both. What are you okay. finding? Is are are the attitudes out there for people who wish a to become teachers and people who right. are teachers? Because we are, as you well know, we are losing a lot of teachers. Okay. There's a big oh, thing yeah. about teacher retention. And by the way, I just want to say this. We're going to talk about your book, okay, about even more hacking sure. engagement. And I, I'm just going sure. to preface what I just asked with this. When we get kids engaged, teachers are happier when they see engaged students, okay? Oh, yeah, and yeah. That, leads, that leads to retention. You're happy in your job. You see you're making progress, et cetera. You're not frustrated, okay? You don't feel like you're just blowing smoke out of your nose or whatever, Okay. Uh-huh. And I clean that up, by the way. Okay, you feel good about your job, you know. And 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 so I'm curious, and you're an expert on engagement, but I want to ask: as you talk to either people who are thinking of doing it or are doing, what's their attitude that you're finding these days, Jim? Well, first of all, first of all, let me say this: that there's not nearly enough students going into teacher education yeah. pro- programs. I mean, Muskingum yeah. is. It's just like, you know, everywhere else. We, we have fewer students going in. Yep. And, and I, think, I, know. I think part of it is, is it's just because, like, people are so negative about going into this profession, and I think that that's, that's sad. Like, I, I have had so many uh, 20-year-old undergrads tell me, you know, I, I told <laughs> so-and-so I was going to go into teaching, and they thought I was crazy, and that's what I hear more often than not, and a lot of times, unfortunately, Larry, this comes from, you know, their old teachers who are saying, I don't think you ought to go into it right now. That was my story many, many, many thousands of years ago when yeah. I was in high school. I went to my, uh, my, my Daniel history teachers who I liked, and I told them I was going to become a history teacher. Every single one of them tried to talk me out of it. This was in Philadelphia, okay, in the, the, way back when. Yeah. You, and, and, you know, my response yeah. to that is, is – uh, how old are you, Larry? Who, me? Too old. Older than yeah. you. Okay, how old are you? I know how old you are. You just told me. Older than you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I won't press, but here's the thing. I was a high school student in the late 1970s. The Vietnam War had just concluded. Uh, so that was like this national nightmare, and nobody I'm, I'm in ten their years right ahead mind. I'm 10 years ahead of you. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't sound like it, my man, but, but, but check it out. But, but nobody in their right mind in the late 1970s was going in the military. It was just not what you did. That's and right. anybody who well, went in, people were looking at you like, what are you doing? And I can remember vividly, yeah, I can remember vividly looking at that and thinking, you know, now might be a really good time to go in the military because no one's going in and there's going to be lots of opportunity. So the way I handle that with my students is I give that analogy, and I say, you know, like 10 years later, uh, Ronald Reagan did a lot to 
bump up the military, and those people that went in in the late 1970s were really in good positions. So Mm -hmm. I use that analogy to say, look, look, man, right now is a great time to go into education. If you go in, uh, I mean, it's not like there's fewer kids out there. If you go in, there's still there's still like demand for oh, teachers. We got plenty go in, of kids. Yeah, if you go in, uh, in in the not too distant future, you're going to be considered like a valuable veteran that just has it all figured out and has all kinds of opportunities. So I said, it is the perfect time to go in. Now that's what I say to my students who are in those classes who have already expressed an interest in being teachers. But as far as attracting, you know new people into the field, boy, that, that's tough. I think it's that, tough. like you said, with, with the, the political environment is absurd. Oh, it's and, terrible. It's terrible. And, you know, you got these aggressive school boards going after people and all that stuff. But I do, you know, Larry, I, I'm fundamentally an optimistic person, and I do think that these things peter out. I do think that they... I, I hope so. The pendulum swings, as I like to say. I mean, like, like my dad. You know, my dad was a professor yeah. in the 1950s, and they wanted to do loyalty tests. Uh, yeah. The, the American Legion wanted to come in and do that. So, you know, I, I, I do the have a fundamental swing. optimism. I, I, I do. I mean, like, maybe I'm naive. I might be stupid to yeah. think that, but I, but I do have that optimism. <laughs> you're stupid. You're, I, I, hope, I hope you're right, okay, because it's, it's really scary. I, I, let me throw that one other way. What are you hearing from your students at Muskingum who are already teachers? Are they happy in their job? What do you feel? What are you hearing? You know what? I it's kind of about what you'd expect. You know, some some kids, you know, they're just they're just made to be teachers, man. They're, I mean, yep. you know, they they just they wake <laughs> yeah. up in the morning, they just they got it going on. Other students work really hard and they become good teachers. Uh, some students uh, are not temperamentally well suited to become teachers and get thrown pretty easily when things don't go according to plan, and and I don't know that that's really different today than it's always been. So my, like, minor four-year uh, tenure in, in higher education <laughs> on, on, that, on that front has been pretty predictable, I think. I, I think that many get into it and love it. Some get into it and think it's okay. Uh, and then some, some get in and struggle. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the bad ones, I hate to say it, the bad ones should get out. The bad ones need to get yeah. out. Okay, go do well, something Well, you know else. what? Unfortunately, some of the good a... ones are getting out, too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's unfortunately always the case. But, uh, you know, yeah. but, uh, let me yeah. make the point. When you got out, uh, if I may, like you said you know, a few years ago, you were still fairly young. You had a lot of good teaching years left. But you're still in yeah. education. You're writing about it. You're teaching it. Okay, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, and, and I have to say this, and a lot of people don't realize this: the education industry is made up of mostly ex-teachers. It's not; yeah. a, it's, it's corporate, but it's mostly ex-educators and presidents of companies. Many times that I talk to a big companies or classroom teachers. Okay, and so mm-hmm. they're still in education, and there's a lot of places to go. Especially, like you said it a minute ago, things are changing out there. And there's a million places to go to, and you can position yourself well and still be in education. So don't, yes, don't people don't have to leave it. And uh, they can yeah. start writing about it. Let me do a segue here. <laughs> Talk to me about your okay. book. Okay, you've written, I think, 
Jim, if I'm not mistaken, you've written two books on hacking engagement. The second one is, if I'm correct, even more hacking engagement from Times 10 Publishing. Okay, you can go yeah. to, I think it's 10 public, 10 publications. Mm-hmm. I have it linked here, dot, dot com. Okay, talk to me, uh, student engagement. Okay, why are you writing about that and uh, why is it important? I, I well, think I and, know, but I want you to say it, oh, my author. And Larry, do you realize that I just put out the third book on engagement? Uh, Thank month? you. Thank you. So what's the second one called? <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's do that. Okay. What's, what's the first one? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about how this all started, uh, if you don't mind. If you bear with me for no, a second. No, please. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, my my big thing as a young teacher was I wanted to form a good relationship with my students, and there was a selfish reason for that because if I get along well with my students, I'm probably going to enjoy my job. Exactly. But then That's there was a. Said. Yeah. Th- yeah. But then there was a practical. There was a practical reason for that in the sense that. I remember, this is totally anecdotal, but as a student, if I had a teacher that I liked, that I bonded with, I would do well in that class, regardless of the mm-hmm. subject, regardless. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the opposite would be true as well. So I thought one of the best things I can do for my students academically is just to form a relationship with them. So that was my objective, like early on in teaching, and I had some success at that. And then I had this student teacher, <laughs> and he was the... <laughs> He was this really good-looking guy. He was a football player, college kid. He comes into class. He's all jacked up. I'm five foot seven, weigh 150 pounds, man. All the girls in class, they look at this guy, and they're like, "Oh wow, this is oh a massive upgrade from Mr. Sturdivant." I was just, you just took the words like, right out of my so, mouth. So, so like, they're yeah. they're totally. On I don't board even with know you, guy. but I was getting that impression. Yeah, guys. So then, like, you know, I had a lot of athletes in class, and, and, and they bonded with this guy, too. So, like, you know, he had most of them already from day one when he walked in. But there was a, there was a handful of students in that class, and, and, and they were countercultural, and they looked at this guy and thought, oh, great, another jock social studies teacher. And I, and I, and I could just read their body language. And so I pulled this guy aside, and I said, you know, one of the big challenges in education is to bond with, with kids that are different than you. So let's take a lot of what we're going to do in this class this semester and let's have you work on breaking the ice with those kids that are standoffish. And he's like, great, let's do it. And so that's that's primarily what we focused on. And so like his uh, his cooperating teacher comes in to observe him and he just does a magnificent job, bonds with all the kids, engaging lesson, all that stuff. And afterwards, she asked me the question, you know, like, I really like the culture that you've established in here. What did you do to create this? And, and, hmm. and Larry, I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I had no idea how to you answer the question. You just did it. I get it. Yeah. Right. I get it. So her question became my first book that I published in 2014, which is You've Got to Connect on Building Student Relationships. What, is that Mark what the book called? What's the book called? Yeah, You've Got, you've got to Connect. Okay. Thank you. Um, so and, then, and then Mark Barnes, yep. Mark Barnes, your friend at Ken Publications, read that, and he was impressed. And so he reached out to me and goes, would you be interested on writing a book on engagement? And I said, hmm. sure, man. I, li- I like to write stuff. And he goes, well, I would like someone to write 100 ideas that a teacher could do the next day to engage students. And I'd like these ideas to be between 600 
hundred and eight hundred words, like a blog post. Mm-hmm. And I said, Sounds great. So I start <laughs> writing this book and you know, fifty in, like we're thinking, you know, this is getting kind of long. Why don't we make two books? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it's and long. So, Go ahead. Uh, so I wrote Hacking Engagement in twenty sixteen and then Hacking Engagement again in twenty seventeen. And that was 100 hacks. All got right? it. So, so you took 50 and 50. I got it. Okay. And so, like, you know, since uh, 2017, a lot's gone down. You know, yeah. retired, teaching at the higher education level where I'm teaching future teachers that are going to be teaching all grades and all subjects. Uh, COVID went down. A lot of technologies come about. So I, I really felt compelled to reach out to Mark and say, you know, I need to write 50 more. And he was like, go for it, man. And so that that's where uh, the new book, which is even more hacking engagement, was just published. And it's 50 and more. What, so, and we number what, What's changed between the three? If you had to think about it, what's changed? Maybe some, mm-hmm. What's been added? Whatever that phrase is, what's been added? What's changed? And actually, right. a lot of I, I, I got to give you. Just I, go for it. Talk about why. I, I, I got to give you an analogy. Before. I, I got to yeah. give you an analogy that, that hopefully you appreciate. So, uh, I, like, I got I got some offspring, you know, in their 20s and 30s, and, and, and they got me on Spotify, all right? Spotify <laughs> is this little, you know, music app, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like, like I'm of an age, and, and I, I know you have a couple years on me, but, I, but you'll appreciate it. I am, too. I'm, I'm of an age where I love – 1970s R&B music, you know, Earth, Wind, okay. Fire, Commodores, Brothers Johnson. That's that's my lane. So I like created this thing called Dad's. Earth, Wind, Dance. and Fire was. Uh, how well do you know Earth, Wind, and Fire? Was Barry Denillion their trumpet player? I don't know. I don't know the names. I know. I know the. I don't remember the names, Larry. <laughs> Check it out. I, I, th- I think. I, I did. I, I think a guy named Barry there. Denillion, who I know. Okay, was there a oh, wow. player for Earth, Wind, and Fires? It's, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Impressive, I'm pretty, man. It's a long time impressive. ago now. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. So like, anyway, I'm, I'm like listening. Yeah, okay. So I'm listening to this uh, music as I'm walking around the uh, the neighborhood, and I see that this thing called Enhance. It's like a feature on Spotify. So if you hit this Enhance button, your playlist gets populated by song suggestions. And I'm like, Damn, I forgot about this one. Oh, I've never heard this one. Oh, this is a new song, which kind of sounds yeah. like like music from the 1970s and 80s. And all of a sudden, my dad's party jam got much larger. So I like to equate writing a book in 2023 see where you're going. on engagement, like hitting enhance on your Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're getting rid of some of the stuff that you – love so much. It's just that you're adding to. In answer to your question, more technology yeah. came along. COVID came along. I got a new perspective teaching um, future teachers that are going to teach all grades and all subjects just have a lot more ideas. And, that, and that's where the new book came from. And so actually, you bring up an interesting point there. You bring up a lot of interesting points, but one in particular, you're teaching new teachers who are, since we're talking about age, much younger than you and I, okay? Yeah. And kids are, right. kids are, if I may, and kids are very different 
from when you and I went to college and when we started yes, teaching and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So when, when you talk about, and, and, and again, your, 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 your students are close to that generation. The kids in high school, as an example, mm-hmm. are close to your students in college. So how, when, when you talk to them about engaging students today, okay, how right. does that, that, how does that work? What is it about, technology and that sort of stuff that you could sure. advise the teachers because people are tired. It's tough out there right now. And the, the pandemic caused a lot of uh, uh, disassociation with education, et cetera, et cetera. It changed the way kids look at education. It just did. Okay. We're not, you know, it ain't your daddy's oldmobile anymore. Once again, to show our age. Okay. So right. what's, you know, look at it from that point of view, as you talk to kids today sure. and you are, Okay, what are you telling them about how to engage the kids? I love this question. Yeah, I will. I I love this question. I love it. So here's the here's the thing. Here's an experiment that I often do. I do every semester with these these students that are like generally 19 to 21 years old. Yeah, I will ask them, what was your most meaningful learning experience? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, and some students will come up with things outside of academics, but most won't. Most will talk about something that happened at school. Here's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Let me, let, me ref- let, me, let me start again. Here's what I won't get. Let me tell you what I won't get first. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't get a lecture. I won't mm. get a summative assessment. I won't get any direct instruction examples. Not one. Now when, now, when you and I were in school, that's pretty much what you did all day. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> you sat and listened to somebody talk. What I will get, and what's amazing, Larry, is, is, I mean, like, if you're 20 years old and you're bringing up something that happened when you were eight years old, that's a long time ago. That's over half your life ago. <laughs> what I will get is a science fair project they did in elementary school <clears throat> or middle school. I'll, I'll get, like, I'll get like a, um, a, a something where they mastered a skill, like learn to play an instrument or learned how to dribble left-handed or something like that. <laughs> or I'll get like a capstone project, like something that was a culmination of something they did in class. Or I'll get like a simulation where they had some fun demonstrating something to their peers. And And here's the thing. And you probably remember this from Education 101. Uh, they're really doing what Benjamin Bloom wanted us to do in his taxonomy. These activities are higher-level thinking skills. That's students correct. are very active. That's so correct. if you want to engage kids today, you need to talk less because that information is easy to find. You need to talk some, but not, but not too much. <laughs> Think about a TED talk. They're about they're about ten minutes long. <laughs> you need to talk less and get the kids doing stuff and make that stuff engaging. You know, I, I and often really think, Jim, and, and you know, that's the way kids are built these days. What you're saying is absolutely correct. And the other thing, and I'm I'm just curious if you brought this up because I I, I work a lot with Johns Hopkins, you know, their education tool and all mm-hmm. that. And one of the things I found, and they taught me so well, not that I went there just from working with them is what I mean, 
what matters a great deal to a kid's engagement is a rigorous education. Okay, the more we ask them to do something hard, the more they will live up to that. They, they become engaged that they want to be challenged. Okay, we tend to think they don't want to be. Again, just it's a classic, right. they do want to be. Okay, and mm-hmm. I'm just curious if that came up at all in any of the work that you've done, anything that you've seen, anything that they've talked about. Yeah, I mean, like, like for instance, uh, when a kid mentions mastering a skill, that's dealing mm-hmm. with a nightmare for them at first. Like dribbling left hand, if you can't do that, is, is a nightmare. Wow. I mean, it's just you yeah. want to give up. So you break it down into steps. And, and here's what's really beautiful about being a teacher today that wasn't mm. so much when you and I were young. Uh, when when I, I had a very, you know, like most kids, uh, we're, we're roughly contemporaries. We were pretty passive yeah. in our learning. I mean, like, 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 we'd sit there and just kind of absorb, and we would interact with the teacher. We were basically sponges who are rather inactive creatures. We were basically sponges. Yeah, yeah they don't, they don't move now on the, their own. Now, now, the beauty about today, and, and like what I'm promoting is, if you are having students do things hands-on, create, use those higher-level thinking skills, they're going to need some help, and so that creates this incredible opportunity for you to be a collaborator with these kids on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that takes time. It, it, I mean, there's logistical hassles involved. It's much easier when you have smaller numbers at the higher education level. I get that. I, I had semesters when I was teaching K-12 where I had like 150 kids a, a day. Then it gets pretty tough. But the ability to interact with kids and to help them problem solve and to collaborate and to form those relationships through that process makes teaching really interesting and fun and helpful. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a massive, I am a massive fan of becoming a teacher. I, I, I'm, I I'm a huge, I I'm a tell. huge fan of it. I, I think it's the greatest job in the world. Uh, and, and, you know, like, I'm not a materialistic person, but boy, I'll tell you what, Larry, the total segue, but one of the saddest moments for me was when I, you know, the thing, teachers have a kind of a short uh, shelf life. I mean, you, you basically go and then, you know, a whole new crop of students comes in and nobody knows you anymore. Uh, what really struck me was when I did uh, retire, I went to the grocery store, the local grocery store, and everybody's like, hey, Sturdivant, how you doing, man? <laughs> Like four years later, I go to the grocery store. I don't know those kids anymore. <laughs> Total segue. Yeah, I, I, I probably didn't need to get on that path. Yeah. All right. So, so, so my answer, my answer to your question is less direct instruction, more hands-on, more collaboration yeah. with students. I, I think, and, and higher level thinking skills. Don't just do the memorization thing. I mean, when right, I so let, me throw this one, wait, let me throw this one at you because I think you're right, okay? And I, I'm not picking on Muskingum. Don't misunderstand this, but since you're there, I'm asking the question. I know sure. you're an adjunct professor over there, okay? And, but you're, yeah. friends, you're good friends with the department head. A- education yeah. has changed, and the way we have to teach yeah. has changed. I'm convinced of that. It, it, and I'm just using Muskingum as, a, as an example. Have, have 
they change have has Muskingum looked at the, all these changes and are they instructing future teachers to make changes? Because your, your ideas are great when they, they hired you. How's the rest of it going? Okay. Do you get a sense from the department, if you're at all involved with the department, that, that they're looking yeah. at these changes? Well, I, I, I think you know this, but being an adjunct is kind of like being an indentured servant. I, I do know <laughs> that. I do know that. So, like, it, it – it grants them <laughs> the permission to have you work really the, hard yeah, and pay yeah, you very little. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, like, I'm not doing it for the money. I, I have a, a really good pension system with Ohio, so I'm not worried about that. As far <laughs> as the department goes, uh, I, I, I don't – I'm not really involved in the decision-making process. There are some decisions that are made that I disagree with, but I'm not going mm-hmm. to – I'm not going to worry about well, that that's too okay. much. That's but okay. but one thing I will say, one thing I will say, and, and this is important, is my students give me a lot of cred for having taught for 34 years in the classroom. Exactly. A lot you of professors don't yeah. have that background. Yeah. And that yeah. is to their detriment and to That's their students' exactly detriment. Right. That's it's exactly a lot easier right. to talk about the job than do it. Yeah, and what I love about what you're doing, and I, and I describe this, okay, in our description of the show here on site, as you'll see if you want to go over there, okay. But we we can't this day and age, and this is what what you what you write about, Jim, is so important, okay. I, I, yeah, educational philosophy is fine, okay, but there's a reality out there, and the reality is that things have changed very rapidly. Okay, and kids have changed, and the pandemic changed things, and technology has changed things. Okay, and what was is not anymore. Okay, and that's mm-hmm. why what you're writing is so darn important. We've got to engage these kids. Okay, and if we right. engage them, we're going to succeed. And uh, I was just talking last week. I mentioned I mentioned Johns Hopkins before to Dave Steiner, who runs the Center for Public uh, Educational Policy over there. You know, and he said, we have to be careful when we measure, okay, success in education. We tend to measure it by graduation rates. But the fact of the matter right. is all of our test scores are going down. So what right. we've done, we've, we, we turned, we've turned failure into success. Well, their scores are going down, but we, they graduated. Hello. All right. Things have changed out there is my point. All right. Things have changed. All right. And, you know, when when somebody like you, and I mean this with all sincerity, gets involved in writing, getting the word out there, this is what kids need now. Okay. Not before. It does an incredible service for education and for teachers. It makes their life easier. That's what you're doing. Thanks, Larry. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. I mean it. We got to go. Jim, it's been a pleasure to have you here, my friend. Okay. Hey, I'm, I've I've really enjoyed it. My favorite name team. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't think I could name one person on that team. I, I hockey's still could. like new to Central Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. But the, 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 I, I just love the name of the team. Okay, and that's a cool name, the Blue Jackets, which, by the way, is a Civil War thing, right? You know that. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, it goes back to like history yeah, teacher. You got yeah. it, my man. You, you yeah. got it. You got it, my man. Hey, listen, I appreciate this opportunity. It's been a great convo. Uh, I agree. Go, go warm up the I, – I, I bet spring is a long time in coming in May. 
another month. Another month in Maine. Another <laughs> month. It doesn't really start till May. All right. Yeah. I just I mowed my grass. I mowed my grass the other day. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that. I'm looking out, Jim, just so you know this. I live in southern Maine, and I am looking yeah. out on my lawn at about eight inches of snow cover still on the lawn. So there Bless you go. Heart, we ain't man. mowing anything. All right? We ain't mowing <laughs> anything. All right? You take care. Take care, Thank my you, friend. Jim. This is great. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Sorry, Jim. That's what you had going. Okay. Jim Sturdivant, James Sturdivant, everybody. At times 10 publishing, that's times one zero, okay, times one zero publish, publications, okay, you can go over there. He's, he's written books on engagement, and that's their hacking education series. It's good stuff, so check it all out. They are really good. Mark Barnes, the publisher over there, does a great job of selecting real educators to talk about real issues and creating solutions, okay, and that's what it's all about. And we're going to archive this show at ace-ed.org. Jim Sturdivant, Mark Burns, thank you. Mark Burns, Mark Burns, thank you so much for uh, helping me set this up. And everybody, have a good day. Spring is about to pop. I'm Larry Jacobs, and thanks for listening.